0: Thank you so much for that warm welcome. Hey, I just want to say, uh, again, my name's David Jones, uh, pastor at Cross Points Church. I want to, can I say this, just to start out, I love this church. I I mean that. I love this church. And let me tell you a couple reasons why I love this church. Well, one, here's why I love this church, is because I love a church that'll send its pastor into a cigar bar... Have you guys heard that story about him going into a cigar bar? Some of you guys have. Well, let me tell you. So uh, Pastor Matt went into this cigar bar with a pastor at Westside. They decided, hey, man, they want to do some evangelism and just hang with people, love people, whatever. So they sat down with this guy at the table and started chatting with him. Well, unbeknownst to Pastor Matt, that guy was my dad, who was far from God. And they began chatting with him in the cigar bar. Now, my dad is still far from God, and we're praying for him. But man, I love a church that'll send their pastor to a cigar bar. How cool is that, right? Uh, I've heard so much about you guys. I, again, I just love this church. I've heard you guys. Uh, you guys have done chickens across the streets. You've worked with Shawana. I didn't know they were building a brand new building. That's crazy. Next door, is that right? Yeah wow and so just all kinds of stuff that you guys have been doing here in the community really really impressed uh with you guys hey would you help me do a favor uh just uh to the neighbor next to you just say i love my church can you do that i love my church, I love my church. exactly yeah you guys have an awesome pastor Uh, Pastor Matt and all the other pastors that are working here. Hey, let me give you this stat. I I want this to sink in with all of you just for a second. Uh, You guys are a church plant. You've been here, what, it's been five years? About five years. And uh, this is something you should know. One is that within the first year, 40% of all new church plants don't make it. First year, 40% out of business, shut the door. At the five-year mark, 80% of those who survived the first year are out of business. So you guys have done an incredible job. Not only have you survived, but you've thrived. You have three services. You're reaching the community. You're doing all kinds of amazing things. I just want you to know, as a pastor in the city, I love you guys, and I'm so excited that you're here. Continue to do the good work that you guys are doing. Uh, we're doing this event called "What If the Church." This is my first time doing it, and uh, uh, I think there's fifty some churches all across the city that today they're swapping pulpits. Pastors are. And so the theme this year is foster care. What would we do? What would it look like if the church invested in, walked with, and cared for those who were part of the foster care system? So I want to share with you just a few points this morning. The first one is simply this. All orphans have a father. All orphans have have a father okay and i want to read this scripture out of psalms it says father to the fatherless defender of the widows this is god so the psalmist is writing he's saying this is who god is he's a father to the fatherless this is who god is in his dwelling place he sets the lonely in families I love that. If you're here this morning, maybe this is your first time being here, if you're lonely or maybe disconnected, God wants to set you in a family. He wants to set you in a place where you belong. That's what God wants to do for you. I want to share a story with you this morning about my brother-in-law. My brother-in-law actually attends this church, but before he started coming to this church, Uh, A number of years ago, I met him because my sister introduced him to me, and he was all tatted up. I mean, not just a little bit of tats, but like all over his body, and not just kind of any tattoos, but kind of the scary tattoos. And my sister introduced him and said, hey, I met Kevin at a bar. Now, you need to know this about me. I'm a pastor who grew up in the church since I was like three years old. So I'm a church boy, not used to guys and tats. And my sister dating this guy whom she met in a bar, I wasn't exactly thrilled about. So here she is. She's introducing me to him. And I'm like, okay, wow. Wow. I'm not super excited about this, but I didn't say anything, shook his hands. And so then a little bit goes on and um, my sister comes back to me and she says, well, we got married. And I'm like, what the heck? They went to the justice of the peace. I wasn't invited. Still, I'm still disappointed at that. So here he is. So here's Kevin, and uh, he's all tatted up, married to my sister, met her in a bar, and all this stuff. And so I began to kind of dialogue and talk with him, saying, hey, man, let me tell me about yourself. Who are you? What's the deal? And, And so I found out that, man, he was far from God. I mean, not just a little bit of far from God, but like way far from God. How many of you were like way far from God at some point in your life? Yeah, look at all these people. Yeah, exactly. So you can identify. So he was far from God. And found out I was a pastor and we began talking and Kevin likes to talk, like not just a little bit, but man, we talked about the cosmos. We talked about eternity. We talked about salvation. Every time we got together, man, Kevin wanted to talk about all kinds of stuff, under the sun and he wanted to know about everything and so we started talking and talking and talking and then I'd I'd ask him a question every once in a while I'd say Kevin do you want to give your life to Jesus and I said hey before you make that decision though I want you to know this I don't want you to make a decision because it's a fad because it's the next thing that you want to try out when you give your life to Jesus you're in it for life it's not just a momentary decision not just going to make you feel good when you give your life to Jesus you're all in And so I look him in the eye and I say, hey, Kevin, you want to give your life to Jesus? And he says, nope. And I said, that's probably a good thing, right? And so uh, so I'd have these conversations with him. One day Kevin showed up and he said, I did it. I said, you did what? He said, I gave my life to Jesus. I went to cross points church. I went inside found a pastor and prayed with someone. I'm like What you can't pray with me? I've been talking with you all these years. No, actually I was super thrilled He gave his heart to jesus And man, I was like one of the happiest days of my life Well, so we began to talk and pray and began to read the bible and scripture and all these kind of things and uh, man, uh he started coming to Cross Points, the church that I was a part of, and he was just not fitting in, like, at all. And so it, they kind of started to drift a little bit, and I was really kind of concerned. And uh, then one day he came to me, and he says, Hey, I want you to know something. Uh, do you have some time to come over to my house? And I said, Sure. He said, No one's here. I said, Okay. Sounds, <laughs> sounds good. So I went over to his house, and, he's, and this is what he's saying to me. He says, i want to be all in i said you, you want to be all he says yeah i want to be all in and so he grabs me by the neck and he starts taking me around in his house and open up these cubby holes and in these cubby holes secret hiding places he's got porn he's got pot he's got all this stuff and he takes a bag and he starts putting it in And he hands me this huge trash sack full of of all the... I'm a church kid. I don't know this kind of stuff, okay? I couldn't tell you what this stuff was, but I knew it was bad. And so he hands me this stuff, and he says, David, and he's crying, I'm all in. I'm going to follow Jesus. And I'm like, wow. So he hands me this bag, sends me out the door, and I'm thinking to myself, what am I going to do with all this drugs and all this stuff? So I put it in the back of my car in the trunk and I'm driving to my church thinking, God, please don't let them pull me over. <laughs> Pastor arrested with pot in the back of his car. You know, I'm just like, this, it's not good. So I go to the church parking lot, dump it into the, the trash cans that we have there. And Kevin found Cross Points Church, not, or found, excuse me, Kevin found New City Church not too long after that. He, His wife started coming, and man, you as a church, you loved him, cared for him, believed in him, set him, not in a lonely place, but in a place where he could call this his family. And I love this church because you guys have invested and poured so much into him. The leadership, Pastor Matt and all the others, Pastor Chris, you guys have loved him and cared for them. And they have exploded in their growth in God. And I just love this church because of that. It's such a cool thing. Now, I want to pull up that scripture verse one more time. and I want to read it. And I want you to think about Kevin or maybe you when you were far from God. Can you guys put that on the screen for me in Psalm it says that God placed the lonely in families. Verse number, what is that, six there. God places the lonely in families. Kevin, probably many of you don't know this, but he was part of the foster care program in Kansas City. He, didn't, he, he had a place where he didn't quite fit where he didn't connect. And you see, God was looking out for him all those years. Before he was born, God looked at him and said, I love you, I care for you, I'm gonna place you, Kevin, you're lonely, I'm gonna place you in a family. If you open up your life to me, I'm gonna place you into a family. There may be some of you here today, like my brother-in-law, my friend Kevin here, where you feel like you're far from God, you feel like, man, I don't have a dad in my life. I don't have a father. I have a bad relationship with my dad. My dad was a deadbeat dad. He never said he loved me, never cared for me. That might be you. Or maybe you have a distant relationship with your father. I want you to know this. Every single one of you, if you're a follower of Jesus Christ, you have a father who loves you and cares for you and has Passionate for you. Did you know that? And God doesn't just say, Hey, I'm your father, and He's like this mean guy that wants to tell you what to do. No, God is a loving Father that says, I want to place you into a family where you can experience purpose. And joy. That's the first thing that we need to understand about this whole foster care system, that we're just like them and they are just like us, that we all need a father, someone who's gonna love us, care for us, and protect us. Second point that I wanna say is simply this, that all orphans deserve justice. All orphans, every single orphan deserves justice. I wanna read this scripture, it says, but you see the trouble and grief they cause. You take note of it and punish them. These are those who are wicked and evil. You punish them. The helpless, they put their trust in you. You defend the orphans. This is what God does. He's big on justice. He's going to defend the orphans and the fatherless. Here's a scripture out of Deuteronomy. It says, For the Lord your God is the God of gods and the Lord of lords. He's the great God and mighty and awesome God who shows no partiality and cannot be bribed. He ensures that orphans and widows receive justice. He ensures that orphans and widows receive justice. This is so critical that we understand this. God is a God who wants to make sure that the wrongs are made right. Let me pull up this here in my notes. We're talking about justice. There are about 4,000 kids currently in the foster care program In Kansas City. Now, I'm gonna be a little transparent about myself. When I was a kid, about eight, nine years old, whatever, I was, um, well, I have three younger sisters. I'm the oldest. And I grew up in a female household. My dad wasn't around single kind of parent household, that kind of thing, and so I was inundated with all things kind of feminine, okay, and so one of the feminine things that I was kind of exposed to was, you guys ever remember the movie Annie, like years ago, Orphan Annie, do you guys remember that, Annie Warbucks and all that other kind of stuff, and so I remember as a kid jumping up on my mom's bed and singing at the top of my lungs, it's a hard knock life. I'm, I'm exposing myself. It's a hard-knock life. Or, you know, really, when we got into it, we belted out the songs, the sun will come out tomorrow, bet your bottom that tomorrow, right? And you see the movie and all this kind of stuff, and it looks, you know, fun. and But I had no idea, and, and even until recently, didn't have an idea of the... the uh, horrible nature sometimes that kids find themselves in as they're placed into the foster care system. 4,000 kids. I want to get some of these stats right. Some children endure multiple foster care families. Imagine this. You're taken out of your family, and you're placed into a foster care family and maybe that family doesn't work and then you're placed into another family and then another family and these are faces of kids today that are actually in waiting they're in line to be adopted here in kansas and i'm not showing you these photos to make you feel guilty i just want to show you these photos and say this is a real issue in kansas city in our own backyards These are kids that God loves. These are kids that have a father and their father is God. And he wants to use the church. He wants to use you to bring hope and life and peace to those, these kids who have not experienced that at this point. You see, the scripture is true. He ensures that orphans and widows receive justice. I want to make this real to you today. There's a number of reasons why kids find themselves in foster care system, but the number one reason why kids find themselves in the foster care system, you know what that is? Anybody take a guess? Physical abuse, number one reason. And I just, you know, that, that makes my heart break. Think about my own kids, I've got twin boys who are 10, and uh, I can't imagine them being kind of ripped out of my home. I can't imagine abusing my kids. But these are where a lot of these kids find themselves. They, they, other reasons that kids find themselves in the foster care program is that their parents are incarcerated. They're put in jail. So they have nowhere else to go. No one that can help them. Um, I found this on, online as well in the... Uh, one of the adoption sites, they said that some parents or single moms or single dads, they'll leave their kids with a sitter and they won't come back. And the sitter's like, what's going on? And they can't find the parent. So then the sitter has to call and the state comes in and takes and helps these kids. And this is a real problem that we struggle with here. Some, some of the kids, of course, struggle with truancy. They're not going to school. They have got problems. I mean, they have drug issues or maybe they have uh, social issues that the parents can't handle. These and are, these are real problems. But the scripture says that God wants to ensure that orphans, they deserve justice. The church We, what if the church, we should do something about this? Justice is a fundamental part of God's character. Justice is simply this, righting the wrongs of sin. Justice is a fundamental part of God's character. But I want to make sure we understand what justice is. Justice rights the wrong of child abuse. Justice rights the wrongs of neglect and abandonment. Justice, you see, rights the wrongs of sin. When Jesus came, he came to right the wrongs of sin. For some of you in your own life, when you were far from God, Jesus came to right the wrong in your life. He wants to bring hope and joy and peace. That's what justice is all about. He wants to ensure that if you receive him into your life, you'll receive not what you deserve. You're going to receive grace, but you see justice is served because Jesus paid the price for you. That's what justice is. And it should make us filled with joy and peace because of that. It's what Jesus came to do. If Jesus came to do that, Jesus also said this, I've come to give those life and life to the full. And Jesus says, as the Father sent me, so I'm sending you. We're called to right the wrongs in the orphans in Kansas City. For those that are in the foster care system, as a church, we're called to right those wrongs. I want to challenge you with that today. The third point is simply this. The people of God will care for orphans. Did you know that? As a follower of Jesus Christ, you will care for orphans. It's what we're called to do in James chapter 1. It says this, pure and genuine religion is this. It means caring for orphans and widows in their distress. You see, God's people are called to actively pursue meeting the needs of orphans. We're not called to just kind of sit back and go, oh, that's a problem that I don't want to step into. That's too difficult. That's too challenging. No, God doesn't want us to be about it. He wants us to actively pursue getting involved in the mess of life. And as a church, you guys have done that extremely well. You've engaged in the community around you, and I commend you for that. But I want to push you on even a little bit further and say, let's actively pursue involvement in the foster care system in Kansas City. We're called to actively meet the needs of orphans, those in the foster care system. Let me share with you a story at our church at Cross Points. This guy showed up. His name is Jeff. And he started coming about four or five months ago. And I met him, shook hands with him. And man, right away, I could just see that, man, life had not treated him very well. He shook my hand and almost immediately, almost started crying. I mean, the guy had been through a lot. I found out this in a short amount of time. Here's what I found out. He, his marriage was crumbling. His wife had left him. He lost his job, and as a result of losing his job, his daughter, Olivia, was taken out of his house and placed into foster care. He didn't have a place to go, didn't have a job, was trying to get back on his feet, and his heart ached for his daughter. He had no idea what kind of family his daughter would be placed into. You guys may have seen a video, and I want to show it to you again because I want to give you the rest of the story. This is a video about Jeff's daughter, Olivia. So Jeff is at our church, and we're gathered around him, and we're praying for him and his family. This is what's so cool. Olivia, the daughter in this video, she was placed in a foster care family whose family attended International House of Prayer, a Christian family. Jeff began weeping as he found out about this and then began to pray for his wife and we began to pray for his wife and then this family from the care portal came and they helped with the crib and it broke down the walls in her own life and she began to draw close to god she showed up at our church just about three weeks ago and is now coming close to god we're praying for them as a family we're praying and here's the exciting news is that they have now partial rights with their child again, and they're working towards full reunification. That's what the gospel does. It brings people together. God uses a foster family at one church, and he uses another family through the care portal, and God uses a church like Cross Points, and God uses a church like New City. You see, we're part of the kingdom. It's not about one church and one name. It's about the name of Jesus Christ, not about us. Because God wants to change lives. He wants to change hearts. He wants to bring families together. And if you find yourself in a situation where you have the opportunity to help meet the need in some kind of capacity, I say step into the mess. Don't step away from it and be afraid of it. God wants to use you to change someone's life. And it could be as simple as buying a crib or buying a meal or doing something easy, but God wants to use you to change the world. This is what God has for us. The final point is simply this: that how do we practically do? How do we practically go about this? Well, this is what uh, what if the church is all about? You see, the first point is what if the church got together and invested in? Uh, this is the care portal that was here part of the video. People having real needs in real time being met. Someone needs a crib from an orphan family uh, or from a foster family, Uh, we find the need about it and then we immediately are able to meet the need. You don't have to write a check. You can maybe give your bed or your crib or your clothes or whatever it might be. This is an opportunity for you to step into the mess to help bring about the love of God into a family that desperately needs it. Not only are we investing in through the care portal, but we are walking with what would it look like if the church together, 4,000 kids that are waiting for adoption here in Kansas City, what if each church decided, man, we're going to take two or three of those kids and we're going to adopt them into our church? all of those that are waiting for adoption would be immediately filled just like that if every church did their part. This is what we're talking about. What would it mean to walk with? I know there's a number of you here in this church. I think there's eight families here at New City that are already foster families. I wanna say, wow, impressive way to go. God's using you guys. And then finally, we want to become a family for some of you guys that uh, may be considering you have the time and the option and the ability to actually become a foster family. On June 16th, in your bulletin, there's an insert. There's going to be a foster care expo here at New City. I want to encourage you, uh, take a step forward and learn more about what that means to become a foster family. And then lastly, I want to talk a little bit about the people of God share their resources with orphans. as a church, new city church and as Cross Points Church. we're going to be gathering together at Old Shawnee Days. How many of you have heard about this already?'re going to be gather- We're going to have two churches, and we're going to be one. We're going to have over a thousand people on the first Sunday of June out at Old Shawnee Days and God's gonna just use us to bless the entire city. The mayor's gonna be there, the fire chief, the police chief. We're gonna honor all of them and we're gonna pray for them. We're gonna have foster families that are there. We're gonna pray for them as well. It's gonna be an incredible time and at Old Shawnee Days, I want you to come prepared to invest, to give. We're going to give Towards the uh, foster families, you're going to You're going to have an opportunity to write, bring a check or whatever it is. In addition to that, today you have an opportunity to uh, buy a gift card. This is what we'd like to have happen we'd like to hand the foster families gift cards, Visa gift cards, so that they can purchase shoes and clothes and all of those kind of a- items. Instead of trying to collect all the clothes and shoes and sizes and all that kind of stuff, we decided what if both churches, Cross Points and New City, would invest in, would actually spend some money and buy like a $10, $20, $50 gift card, a Visa gift card, so that these foster families could use it in order to bless those kids. I think it's the least that we could do. Uh, one scripture says this. It says that when we give to those who are orphans, God will bless us in all the work that we do. I don't know about you, but I want to be blessed in the work that God Uh, Does in my life, and one way of doing that is being a blessing to those that are orphans. Would you pray with me this morning? Would you bow your head as we close in prayer here? God, thank you so much for those that are here today as we've been talking about this idea and concept of caring for orphans. There may be some here today who are far from you, maybe they feel like, man, I haven't fully committed my life to Jesus. I really couldn't say that God is my father. Well, today, God wants to draw you close to him. And if that's you today, just in your own heart, just say, God, I wanna be all in. I wanna follow you. I want you to place me into a family. If that's you, God is listening to you right now. He wants to to draw you close into his arms, bring you into his presence. Just pray that God would bless you fill you today. And God, I pray that we would be a blessing as a church to the foster care families here in Kansas City. We thank you so much in Jesus' name. If that's you and you wanted to draw closer to God, there's a connect card in front of you. Just mark on there. Say, I I need Jesus and someone will get in touch with you.